Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said this morning that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said this morning that is according to your will, let it be heard as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe and believing obey. Amen. I want to tell you about a group of kids that rode the little bus. They were picked up in the morning about an hour and a half before the school day started. And if that little bus had taken them straight to school from where it picked them up at the four corners, it would have taken them about 30 minutes to get them there to school. But theirs was a looping route that weaved around the nooks and crannies of rural Maine. It was one peppered with periodic stops for groggy children huddled together outside country stores and intersections. Add to that the hazards of potholes and snow. Some days Helen, our bus driver, had to put chains on its tires. And it made for quite a ride for that group of kids. The little bus only took this group of kids about halfway to school. At Goodrich Corner, it parked in a driveway and waited for the big bus to come. The kids offloaded and pushed onto the big bus where a handful of kids were already aboard, dozing in the plastic seats. And for the next 45 minutes, the children would wait as the big bus picked up the kids who lived closer to the lake and closer to town. And every afternoon, the same thing would happen in reverse. Nobody really noticed one another in the dark of that morning ride. But in the afternoon, there was something about the way the big bus kids looked at us when they got off. And then the big bus would let us off at Goodridge Corner where Helen and the little bus was waiting. We never talked about it. But we knew we were little bus kids. We knew that they called us that. And we knew that there was something wrong with that, being a little bus kid. It's so strange, the way that we build hierarchies, insiders and outsiders, worthy and unworthy, even at a very young age. Was it because our mouths were filled with crooked teeth? Was it because we didn't know which hat to wear or which song to know or whether or not to tuck our shirts in? Was it because our simple homes were deeper in the woods Maybe you know. What was wrong with us? Or maybe you know something about being a little bus kid 
Maybe you know something about feeling inadequate and knowing that there's something wrong with you, even if you don't know what it is that's wrong with you. Maybe you know what it feels like to be a little bus kid, that they call you something that you're not when they don't think that you can hear them. Maybe you know something about not being able to really name what is making you feel inadequate. Or maybe you do know what it is and you're just too scared to name it. This is what is going on with Jeremiah. When God comes to Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, God is coming to him at the front end of the community's downward slide into a time of Babylonian exile. The temple has mutated into a grotesque form and it's all about its own power, which makes it look a lot like Pharaoh. And God wants Jeremiah to go around and point that out. And he wants Jeremiah to go around and point out that their whole system, just like Pharaoh's whole system, is going to fall so that something better can come up after it. Jeremiah's response to God? Who, me? <laughs> Jeremiah's response to God's call sounds a lot like Moses' response to God's call. If you remember in the third chapter of Exodus, Moses meets God in a burning bush and God tells Moses to tell Pharaoh that his system of power is over. And then in the fourth chapter of Exodus, Moses knows he's inadequate. And he says, well, God, here's the thing. I've never been a very good speaker, which is exactly what Jeremiah said. And God does not say, oh, yes, you are. God does not say, don't give up on yourself. God says, I will be with you. So here in the first chapter of Jeremiah, the would-be prophet, as he tries the same thing, you know, he knows he's one of the little bus kids. He knows he's inadequate for this and he knows that everyone will know that. He says, well, God, here's the thing. I've never been a very good speaker. And then because he knows that didn't work for Moses, he takes it one step further than his forefather in faith. He says, and I'm only a boy. And I'm only a boy. And this is where Jeremiah is exposed because Jeremiah knows that God uses boys all the time. God used Samuel to prophesy against Eli and Samuel was only a boy. And later on, Samuel anointed David as king of Israel when David was the youngest of Jesse's boys. See, Jeremiah, here's the thing. Jeremiah is hiding something from God. It's hiding something from God. Because it's so much easier to say, I am only a boy. 
than it is to say, I'm really scared and I don't want to do this and you can't ask me to do this and maybe I don't even know why I'm inadequate, but don't you know I am only a boy, just a boy that rode the little bus. But that's tough to say. And so Jeremiah is pretending with God. And the people of God are still pretending with him. I'm reminded of uh, the country song by George Jones. She thinks I still care. She thinks I still care. (laughs) Just because I asked a friend about her, just because I spoke her name somewhere, just because I rang her number by mistake today, she thinks I still care. Just because I haunt the same old places where the memory of her lingers everywhere, just because I'm not the happy guy I used to be, she thinks I still care. It's a song about being broken, isn't it? A song about being shattered by the loss of a relationship, right? Isn't it? But it's also about someone who is doing their best to deny that the pain is there, to pretend. It's a song about someone doing their best to pretend. And the people of God are still trying to pretend with him, to hide our deep brokenness from him, but we were made from the mud and the breath of God. We were not made from wires and bolts and screws. We were made well. We were not made robots. And Jeremiah knows this. He might even know what is broken and inadequate about himself, but he won't let that be what he tells God. As if he sings the George Jones song himself, he will hide that away. He will hide it away from God, which is so odd because God knows it anyway. I knew you before you were born, God tells him. And we must know that. We must cling to that. Because it is for all of us as Nowen writes, he says, my own pain in life has taught me that the first step to healing is not a step away from the pain but a step toward it. And if we know that God already knows what we're hiding from him and how we're pretending with him, because he's always been with us, because as he promised Moses and Jeremiah, he will always be with us. If we know that, if we remember that, we can take a step toward the pain knowing that he's taking that step with us. But as long as we hide... As long as we pretend, as long as we fake it, saying, I am only a boy, as if that half-truth with God is going to get him off our backs, well, we can't heal. We can't heal ourselves. We were made well, 
We were not made robots. And so today, I want to invite you to join those kids on that little bus because that bus is still running. It's waiting for the children and for you at Goodrich Corner. It's not driven by Helen anymore. She died a few years back. So I wonder who put the chains on the tires on those snowy days. But every day, the children with crooked teeth and missized clothes still get on and off. It might mean setting aside your pride to get on it. Because it means you have to get off this bus. You have to get off the big bus where you can pretend that you have the control that you've earned and the approval you longed for and the security you deserve. It means you have to get off this bus and admit that you are one of them. You have to get off this bus and admit that you hurt and that you need healing and that you've been holding back from God. And just like they did, you have to do it every day. See, those kids, they live a little farther out than most people. The little bus will take you out where the air is a little cleaner and the frogs are a little louder and the cars go a little slower. And I know I might be biased. I think the little bus takes you a little closer to God. And the closer you are to him, the more you know you don't have to pretend with him. You never had to. Amen.